What's up, everybody? Welcome to At the Grown Ups Table with John Jacobs, Vance Anonymous, Jesse Pimpinella. Thank you so much for joining us. We got an excellent episode ahead of you. It's our inaugural episode, everybody. So this is new and exciting. We're going to be discovering a lot of new things right now. It's like the back of the car makeout session kind of deal. Oh, I'm it's down. Gonna, it's going to get handsy. It's going to get handsy. Um, my name is Jesse Pimpinella. I'm a comedian from Columbus, Ohio, originally from Youngstown, and John Jacobs. Yeah, uh, I won't say I'm a comedian, but I, I did some stand-up a few years ago, took a break. I also do some low-budget filmmaking, dabbled in some YouTube, but really I'm just a family man with the old 9-to-fiver. There we go. And, you know, as Vance Daniels, I was going to... Go ahead and just say my name was Vance Anonymous, but John's really been pushing me to say my full name, and I'm going to go ahead and just let everyone know here, Vance Daniels. Thanks, My Vance. My background is kind of a jack-of-all-trades asshole who comes up, just makes everything fucking worse, and um, that's why I'm here for the show today, is to make it just a little bit suckier. Isn't that why you read the Copper Mountain Cowboy Chronicles? <laughs> so, this was a book that was left on my desk when Vance and I worked in the same office together, oh, okay. and uh, he decided to take that book off my desk and read it. Oh, okay. I mean, it was some exciting reading about a girl who loved a horse and mm. the the society that wouldn't accept that, mm. uh, that that female horse love that we'd oh. only seen in videos and referenced um, in well, like Kinky jail. Kelly. Yes, well, like Kinky Kelly. Yes, like Kinky Kelly, exactly. <laughs> well, you know what they say with horse consent. Nay means nay. All right, so you always know. Oh, right. a little horse horsing around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's... Now, a game that we're going to play with our this audience. Is, yeah, yeah. This Would you is, like to talk about it? For a lack of a better term, we're going to say defend the shitty movie. Uh, defend the shitty movie. So what we did was is that uh, each person's going to take a turn and they're going to give the other two people three films to be prepared for. And the person will choose one of those three films that the other two have to defend. And it's probably going to be a movie none of them like. All right. And he actually gave us three movies for an assignment for us to study up on. Oh, so we sure don't know did. which one it is. Uh, I'm going to give the audience the option of what it was. So the first one was the 1995 Judge Dredd with Stallone. Hey, you know, it's great. You know, it's really great. Uh, I love the Rob Schneider. He, he, he's the fucking shine Schneider guy. You know what I mean? It's great. And then we had Son-in-Law. And the other movie was Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. John, what is the movie... We must defend. Judge Dredd. I'm going to stand up and defend it. Go right? ahead and start, sir. All right. Number one. Uh, it was Vance a, is losing his shit oh, over no, here, I, Actually, I do have a couple things for it's it. It's a 90s comic book movie, all right? So 90s comic book movies, you can't expect too much. Except you can, you can expect these good things. Number one. That visual was a great Mega City One. They gave mm -hmm. us Mega City One out there. It looked like it was from sure. the comic book. The set, the costuming, the vehicles. Like, I felt like I was in a dystopian world. Um, I mean, and for a pre CGI world, all right, ABC Warrior and the Angel Gang. Come on. Uh, come on, that robot. Uh, it was it was all puppetry. Remember it was it cool. It, yeah, it was cool. Stuff? Yeah, it was cool. It could have done the shocker, and I would have like, fuck yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you would have been impaled at that point. 
And no death. one wants to die from being impaled I'm not by saying the I, want to, I don't want to get shockered by the ABC warrior. I'm just saying he yes. could do it, and it would be great technique. Didn't you want more of that, though? Like, to see the yes. war with all that? and so Like, wouldn't have that been better than Armada Sante? But they couldn't afford it, you know? I mean, yeah, okay. I mean to, to create that I, on that level, as he was true, saying, true. you know, in the early days of CGI sure. and no CGI in that film at all. I agree. The 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 the, the openly uh, larger scaled shots of the mega city, both the exterior and interiors, is really good. I do believe they they captured the setting well. I will say that as a positive. But right, Jesse, please continue defending. All right. I, well, I think I've won you over with the pre CGI mega city. Ones sure. That I feel like I've won those. Okay. Sure. So uh, this one might be a little harder to go up. Uh-oh. Uh, up there we go. He's going to defend Rob Schneider. Watch this. <laughs> uh, you know, it's great. You know, he's like a little guy. He's, like he's a little, a little he's guy. Like, he's like he's like a Pauly Shore, but less annoying. Dread? You know I mean? All right, anyway. Dread? He's Dread. like, he's like, Dread, you got copies? <laughs> the copy meister. You know? the guy, I love that SNL thing. Anyways, no. Uh, this is a very fun little fact. Uh, Gianni Versace did the costumes for that movie. So that was what? A, yes, he all did this, of them. Well, Judge Dredd, I can definitely say he did that. I mean, really? Yes, I mean, yes, including the helmet, including the helmet. Yeah, it, he did like a bunch of copies that was okay. rejected from the director. Eventually, they found the one they liked. Yeah, I, 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 for me, even though I wasn't a big fan of the costuming that much, but I, you gotta pr- appreciate that a Versace. You know what I mean, it's like that's like a really. Amazing type of costume. I mean, so if we didn't pay Versace what I'm sure he asked for to be in that movie, we could have saved some money and maybe got some better actors. I I would say we had the actors, but it was miscasted. So Ooh. therefore, the casting oh, directors are at fault. The casting directors are at fault. There, we had a good cast, and the director and Stallone did not get along, which I read about that. Uh, because Stallone wanted, you know, like an action comedy where me, yeah. me and Snyder go on an adventure, and he's like, look, I got the gigolo with me, you know. But, and I'm not wearing the helmet the whole movie. Which they would not, that that was because of the 90s comics right there. I mean, okay, so for those who do not know, Judge Dredd never takes off his helmet. No, nope, he does. He's a Mandalorian, he never takes it off. And when he does take it off, there's always a silhouette, there's something covering his face, you never see his face. The problem was that with the big action movie stars back then that existed mm-hmm. that would could that potentially could play a Judge Dredd perfectly potentially, none of them were gonna uh, you know stand under a mask the whole movie. because Stallone wasn't the first approach. It was Schwarzenegger. That was. The- oh, I forgot that they did reach out to him first. God, could you imagine him in that role? Yeah, no, that would have been that would have been really weird. Oh. Uh, it's not the judgment. Uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to judge you. Wait, I, I am. I am the law. You know. <laughs> oh, oh no, no, that could be good. That would be that, fantastic. I think that could be good. Like that could have been a really good line when he does yes, that line. I agree. Because and here's the thing: that movie had great '90s cheese. I mean, it sure did. <laughs> like the beginning. Like remember when they're shooting up uh, the the beginning? Okay, so there's a disturbance. Uh, you know, Rob Snyder guy, he gets crazy. But anyways, there's a bunch of other guys that are shooting out of the building at the judges. Judge Dredd shows up. He's going to deal with it. Uh, so they go through the buildings. And in one scene, they're just all the bad guys are shooting out of the building. And then above the bad guys, 
a circle is shot from the ceiling, just like a bunch of bullets. Right. Judge Dredd falls down. And then what do all the criminals go? Oh, no, it's Judge Dredd. <laughs> and he just starts whipping them out. Like a 1960s him. Batman. Yeah, like 1960s, yeah. And then he's like talking to his to his uh, lawgiver. Law, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's like, but it's like, it's a really good action cheese moment where he's sure. like, now give him the double shot. <laughs> but the way he talks to the gun, it's like he's seducing like, I want you to full auto, full auto, <laughs> you know. So Double like, whammy. So if you go into this movie knowing it's not the greatest movie, but you want '90s cheese, you want a quality theme song done by The Cure, "Friday I'm in Love." <laughs> they did that. They did a song for the movie. Um, if you want to truly appreciate the comic book accuracy of movies today, and uh, see some good Versace and good set pieces before a pre-CGI and green screen world, you can watch Judge Dredd and be mesmerized. You can fall in love. Jesse, that was actually really nice. Thank you. I, I think I would use the word poignant to describe that. Thank you. Mm. Vance. Yeah, I almost jumped out of the chair here when you said it was a bad cast. Sorry, I, I did want to correct I mean, myself. I did want to correct myself. I... There is, there are, oh, sorry, there are decent actors in this film, oh, yes. Oh, decent actors, yeah. Um, you almost got bat-knifed. We have a bat-knife here. Yes, um, yes which, it's here. Yes, which, you know, yes, that was the clicking of the bat-knife. Um, that might have killed people. Yeah. That may have. I mean, Diane Lane. I'm a big okay, Diane Lane thank fan. You. Don't, How about and, Diane and, Lane? And when that, you know, that movie came out, I was like 15, so I was like, okay, my interest is peaked. Sure. Okay. I mean, you could have gone outsiders for Diane Lane on that, but okay. I she know was really... older and more mature by the time Judge. I mean, Dredd you came. were what, like twelve when that movie came well, out? I you were always, stroking it to everything I mean, that you I, thought I, had I a always, hole. I was always attracted <laughs> to older women. You could even say I had a John, designing attraction. Your parents had to put fucking I mean, tape over every receptacle in the goddamn house. Delta so. Burke might have done something for me at some point. I mean, you know. All, All those Lifetime movies she was in. Watching. But anyways, let's get back to All your right. positives. Jürgen Prochnow, okay? Uh, the yeah. great German actor. Yes. Das Boot, okay? I All right. agree. You would, you would, oh, Jürgen we fucking Prochnow. We already talked about Armand Asante, so I mean, uh, there's uh, positive. Oh, okay, and then we're, we're going to leave the best for last here. Fucking Max von Sydow, all right? Yes, yes, the, the great, yes. I mean, first of all, Max, st- again, still alive. We have a, another discussion earlier about people who are still alive. Uh, but Max von Sydow, it's like the fucking cumin, man. Like the fucking paprika in any goddamn film he's in, man. He's makes everything better. I would agree. I mean, he. I don't think he's had a bad performance. Ever. In his whole fucking life, like, man. he just gets up there and just does it, man. I'm very passionate about Max von Sydow. Normally, I'm very, you know, nonplussed about everything. But, you know, once we start, someone says Max von Sydow, man, I'm like a 100% adrenaline level. And once he's, Max von Sydow shows up, you really get the portrayal of, you know, as Judge Dredd's father. I don't want to give any... Uh, Spoilers away here, uh, but as Dredd's father, and you know when he walks out into the wilderness alone as an exile, you know, you're like, man, that fucking sucks, man. You made, made me feel it right here. I, I, I did. I felt something in my heart right. for him because you knew he was 
he was taking one for the team when he really wasn't. Absolutely. Guilty. All right. He he's the one who who took the hit, man. Yes. And he deserved the the credit. And we never really saw. I don't re- actually don't remember. Did he? He was dead. I mean, he's yeah, gone. Because oh, remember yeah. that the cannibals. <laughs> he saved. Oh yes, the cannibals. Yeah. That's right. I'm and sorry. he he saves dread from the cannibals, but then he gets killed by the cannibals. Yeah. So so fun fact. I actually saw that in the theater. Um, I did and too, I, man. Oh well, okay. But uh, I was I'm a little bit older than John, if you don't know that, and so I was really excited because like because I was sure. read some comics when I was uh, I, mean, I was like man were... Judge Straight all right all right yeah. yeah and I was like man that sucked ass yeah well you're supposed to be defending it right well now. I did I did I, it's got a great cast and it's it's still a terrible movie don't let, let's not let's not kid but you're supposed to be defending it right and now. I'm defending it with because I'm bringing up this great cast and if you're going to see a movie <laughs> I like how he's got one talking if you're point. going to see it yeah well I mean that's the one. only talking point it's one more talking point than I had for fucking son-in-law um, <laughs> <laughs> look your boy Q says there's always a positive absolutely in he does he, so so go ahead and conclude Judge Dredd because I do want your one positive for son-in-law okay um, I guess the one no, no, no. Finish okay. Judge Dredd. No, I was going to say that, you know, when you we put a, a great cast together, you're still going to have these great individual contributors, even if it's Armand Asante going way off, uh, off he the board here. He overacted in yeah. that entire But, film. you know, for a lot of times, he, he typically is a guy who's brought in to be an overactor in those sure, types of situations. Sure. But even Armand Asante can, you know, really bring it when it's necessary. It was a bad directing, sure. But when you just see a cast like that, you, you talk about like five really heavy hitters. And Stallone, and don't get me wrong, Stallone, when he decides to, he kind of became a parody at the end there, but Stallone yeah. had some moments in his career oh, where he's a really great actor. And you were kind of wanting thinking, man, this is going to be it. it. Just fell a little bit short. And you just hope that, you know, mm. maybe if there was another parallel universe where a better, as Jesse said, there was a director issue. It's a director that came in and really worked with the cast and got the best out of them. You really could have seen a very good film, not a great film, but a very good film. So where do we stand on stop or my mom will shoot? Was was that was that it? Oh yeah, that that is that where we stopped giving oh, him chances? And I, we're I, like, you know what? I think we're I think we're done now. Well, actually, uh, uh, Schwarzenegger tricked him into doing that movie. What? Oh, I yeah. would do this movie. No, you get this. What? Well, here's what happened because those two, you know, since uh, the start of their careers, I yeah. Mean, look who was the opponent. You know what I mean? That the two biggest muscular dudes in action movies in Hollywood. I mean, they were score. They were the first blockbuster stars. Sure. So they would constantly compete for movies, for movies, for movies, for movies, for movies. Eventually, uh, Schwarzenegger started going into comedies, and then that's when Stallone needed to go into comedies to match up with him because you know Schwarzenegger did Kindergarten Cop. So which look, we all love Kindergarten. It was actually a pretty decent film. <laughs> I love that film. All right. But now, here's what happens. One knows he needs to go into comedy. Now, Schwarzenegger was offered that flick, uh, uh, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. And he knew it was crappy, so he kind of... Like, deferred it? No, he led on like he was going to take it. And then Stallone thought he was stealing it out from under him. Gotcha. So he kind of like... It's like you know it's bad, and you know your friend wants this more than you, but they don't know it's a, a lemon... So you're like, oh, it tastes like strawberries. <laughs> and Stallone's like, hey, you know, it'd be great. I'm going with one of them dead broads from Golden Girls. It'd be great. You know? <laughs> Is she alive? It's like an Uncle Bernie situation. Bernie I'd love an Uncle Bernie version <laughs> yeah. of that. That would have been yeah. much better. One, one of them dead broads from the Golden Girls. Right. What the fuck, man? <laughs> so here's my question. Uh, here's my question. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. So, wh- who's still alive? Aren't they all dead now except her? No, uh, I th- she I lived them. 
Rue McClanahan, is she dead? Dude, Rue died like 10 years oh, ago. I don't know, man. I'm uh, sorry. Were you jerking it back then I to her or not, Jesus? I don't know. I'm not looking at data. I'm, but. I'm just attached from the world. So my question is, Stallone, Schwarzenegger, was Estelle Getty already attached to the picture when they were pitching them? Like, I want to know if that influenced their decision. Like, oh, yeah, I want to work with her. It makes it would make sense. I mean, she was probably the most marketable older woman at that time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, even though she did play an older character on the show, sure. you know, it's like, hey, we've got this woman who looks like she's eighty. She can really do it. Speaking of that, uh, that superhero uh, movie talk that we kind of got into earlier with bad movies, let's talk about uh, what could be a potentially good or maybe even bad movie. Uh, the biggest uh, hot topic for uh, comic book movies right now is The Batman. Yeah. It's right now filming in London. Uh, every other day I go on Facebook and I see there's always a nice little leak. Uh, oh, is he in this cowl? Oh, is he on the bat bike? Oh, is this what the city of Gotham looks like? Cop cars? But first off, what do we know so far about this movie? Just to catch up real quick. Uh, number one, Robert Pattinson is Batman. He's Batman. Yep. Uh, I believe uh, Jeffrey uh, Wright is uh, Commissioner Gordon. Yes. Yes. Zoe Kravitz is Selena Kyle as Catwoman. Uh, Andy Serkis as Alfred Pennyworth. I forgot he was playing Alfred. Yep. That's going to be a fantastic performance, I, I think it's a great Oh, my God. I think he's. I mean, I liked Jeremy Irons as Alfred, though. I really did. Me too. I really did. I felt like he captured the more kind of like the modern Alfred. Yeah. And he like assisted Batman with everything and was like a part of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I liked. Has there been a bad Alfred? No, I don't think there has been. Not at all. Colin Farrell is Oswald Cobble. No thumbs down. I'm giving two thumbs down on Colin. Why? Well, I mean, Colin Farrell typically is just a guy who disappoints you in most of the time when you see him in something. Yeah, I mean, every now and again, the lobster. The lobster was okay, but in Bruges, it's it, it's okay. But for for every time you got that, you you have SWAT or you have <laughs> Alexander the Great Total or Recall you, I mean, remake. I mean, or you have him as Bullseye, Bullseye you know? and Daredevil. Bullseye. Right? <laughs> Why was he doing that? Like, uh, did the director tell him to do that? Or was that creative? That he was he like got? fingering his scar yeah, on his forehead, like he was looking for the clip. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was like what? the pre-Dr. Manhattan logo. Yeah. You know? Just like, oh. Like you said, where is it? Oh, I found it. It was the scariest thing. Now, before we get it more was. into the uh, fingering talk, uh, there's some other interesting uh, casting choices. Um, I'm going to mispronounce his name like crazy, but I love him. I've loved him since Big Lebowski. Uh, John Turturro. Turturro. Uh, Turturro. Turturro. Oh, I wasn't that close. Yeah. I was close. I was close. He's playing no, none other than... Carmine Falcone. It's yes. going to be fantastic. Typecasting. Dude. Yeah. John Turturro's Carmine Falcone. Man. Yeah. And then, oh, God. And, and then, then the, Oh, never mind. Keep going. Well, it looks like, uh, if just real quick, want to reiterate and take this back. Uh, it looks like Jeffrey Wright is not commissioner, but he might be detective because apparently now this is new. I haven't seen this. And Alex Ferns is Commissioner Pete Savage. Oh. Oh, so we might be seeing uh, kind of a you know a worn, torn um, uh, James Gordon who just got out of the war, moved to Gotham. He wants he wants a peaceful time, just you know simple, but it ain't gonna be simple. It's Gotham. Real quick, John, can we both make that sound at the same time of realization? Oh, oh. yeah, very interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Beard stroke. Yeah, so Vance, what do you, what's your take on that? Well. Jeffrey Wright. Uh, I mean, I'm really. I, 
anything you're going to put Jeffrey Wright in, he, he's one of the great character actors uh, mm-hmm. that we have now. Um, and if you, if you haven't been watching Westworld uh, already, watch it. Um, but um, whatever version of Gordon we're going to see, Jeffrey Wright's going to bring it fucking home. So okay. I'm really, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with whatever version we have. I think, I think, I totally agree with you. I mean, if anybody's ever seen uh, like the new James Bond movies, he plays Felix. Yes. Who's kind of, uh, the way they play it, sort of a James Gordon to Bond's Batman. Mm. Like, because Bond kind of goes to him with some information and he trades information. The way they portray it, like, I can see that kind of symbiotic relationship that Batman and Gordon have that he has with James Bond as Felix. So, I think he'll transcend it. And plus, he's a great actor. And yeah. I think Danny DeVito said it best, uh, during an interview, yeah, I, I love this. I never really thought of comic book films like this till he said it. Because uh, I asked him, what was your thoughts on Colin Farrell's Penguin? You know, people kind of like, you know, always see Danny DeVito as Yo, yeah. Colin Penguin. Yeah, absolutely. But he said, you know what? I think it's going to be really interesting. I'd like to see his turnout, you know? Because this is modern day art. This is what people view today as our Hamlets. Okay. Everybody wants a shot at playing Hamlet. True. And I just thought, you know what? These characters are larger than life. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, Hamlet, Romeo and Juliet, those were the big comic book p- movies for plays back in those yeah, years, yeah. years ago. So I, now, I see where we're going. So it's, it's, it is kind of interesting to see who is being casted. I mean, yes, we want to have a Robert Downey Jr. where it's one person, one Iron Man, one always. <laughs> but, like, I think as we age, we're going to have to slowly understand that it's going to change more. Like how Bond has changed. Sure. I yeah. would agree with that. But going back to Jeffrey Wright, I think he's going to kill it, crush it. It's going to be yeah. very interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm really curious about Andy Serkis. Um, because yeah. we yeah. typically see Andy in roles that aren't, you know, are, are as monsters or creatures or some type sure. of heavily CGI thing. That, you know, very few times did you ever see him as your traditional looking Andy Serkis guy. And he's a funny looking little guy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, really just is amazing physical actor that you know you've seen in films there's a really great film that i love called topsy-turvy about um the making of the mikado the the musical the mikado and he plays like the the dance instructor and he's just constantly contorting and making these weird little moves the whole time he steals the entire movie just in these little scenes and i want to see how his alfred works as the mentor in these situations because he we don't ever really see him in those types of roles so okay that you know, will we find that believable? Will we buy that? You don't think Gollum was a mentor to Schmeagle? I don't think so. I <laughs> wow. think um <laughs> like he was motivating he did it, man. He just did the impression. He was motivating Schmeagle to kill. Like I felt that was very mentory. Uh, I'm gonna kinda... give you like an eight on that impression, man. <laughs> No, you guys can see Jess's face right now. <laughs> yeah, wow. it, it's like when Ian Holm went uh, full yeah. crazy in in the Fellowship of the Ring when he saw the ring again. <laughs> yeah. the face turn. Yeah. That was weird. Like that. I mean, but what a fun scene! I, yeah. How many times did they shoot that? I want to know. I, I, I mean, we were just did like nail it first first take. I mean, what, what was, was Peter there? Give me crazier. Give me right. harder. Give me crazier. Give me harder. Like 155 takes later on, like yeah, Stanley they, Kubrick. This isn't Kubrick beating. <laughs> Up on Shelly. <laughs> now here's my quick question uh, with the Batman. Are there anything that anything that bother you about this uh, production, or is there anything you hope for this movie to do so, that it hasn't done with Batman before? I'll take this one. Um, I liked Affleck 
is Me Batman. Too. Me too. And I liked, I loved Jeremy Irons as Alfred. I'm going to be honest, it might be my favorite one. It might. I'm not prepared to have that full argument yet, but it might be. Um, I just liked it that much. So I I was behind Affleck from the beginning when everyone shit on him, and people still shit on it who just don't agree it was a good performance like Vance over here. But you were nodding your head. Well, no, I no, I um, no, I was nodding that people were shitting all over okay. it before they okay. ever had a chance. Yeah. I go ahead. Though. Okay, I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to take that the wrong no, you're way. You're fine. Um, so I mean, I was behind our Pat. Uh, I think he can pull it off. I, you know, I, I think that guy uh, by doing Twilight got a lot of that recognition. But you know, after that, what did he do? That Water for Elephants movie, and then he did a Harry Potter movie, and then he did that, that before uh, Twilight. But Harry oh, Potter. was it? Yeah, was yeah. that before? That okay. that got him the intro. Okay, it was right at the cusp. Okay, it was on the cusp, and then he cusp. did that movie that faked everybody out, and they thought it was a rom com, but then it turned out to be a nine eleven movie at the end. Oh my god, that freaked me out. I got drunk. <laughs> everybody was like, "What the fuck just happened in this movie?" Wow, talk about out of left field. So you know, I I feel like by doing Twilight, he you know it wasn't like he just got propelled into superstardom, but I do think he's a decent actor. And I think as he's grown, you know, Twilight was like 10, 12, 13 some years ago, I think, 2008. I don't know. I don't know when the last one came 12, out. But. Whatever, guys. Anyways, it's been a while. It's been I mean, a decade. I mean, you least, watch it every okay? weekend. I don't know why the fuck you asked so, that question. <laughs> he's he's a little bit older now. He looks older. He looks a little more mature. Uh, so I'm... I'm okay. I want to see it. I'm I'm behind him. I'm supporting it, and I'm really excited to see it. I think the cast is really solid. Uh, I'm just I'm really excited to see it. I'm very skeptical about the Colin Farrell as well. Um, but there, yeah, I'll I'll make you feel better about that before we go to the next uh, topic. Uh, there is a uh, the comic books. You know, like I said, there's very many iterations of Penguin. There is a, something called. Uh, Oh, was it Telltale's? It's a video game. Oh yeah, yeah. the point and click games. They, there is a there's a skinny penguin in that one. Oh. Is there? Yes, and he's kind of more like Bruce, but he's he kind of like went rogue military style wise and stuff like that. So they kind of play off it. I didn't get to play the rest of it, but it looked decent. So like, if they do something like that, it, here's what I would like them to play up. If they play up the whole cop. The, uh, Cobblepots and Wayne's being family rivals. Which I think they probably will. I think that would be very interesting because yeah, I want to see something new with Penguin. I mean, I if they if they add that family element to okay. it, because like even they changed the the whole thing in Punisher with Jigsaw, where Jigsaw wasn't so disfigured. It was more of a uh, metaphor for inside. If they play it just right, it's risky. Don't get me wrong; it's super risky. You're changing something very, big. Yeah. You play it just right, you'll. It's a big payoff. Okay. So I mean, I'm in. I and I I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. So. so I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna let. And Matt Reeves has such a good track record with films as of lately. So I mean, I don't know anything far back past the Planet of the Apes films and all that stuff, but I've never heard anything bad. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt as I did with our Pat. Sure. With Batman. Now. We, we need to go switch gears because we are uh, running low on time. Uh, we want to touch on something. As always, like I said, we're a pop culture show, pop pop everything, uh, nerd culture. Now we got to talk about something that's just pretty much uh, has been on the talk. It's pretty much 
everything everybody's been talking about on the internet. It's crazy. It is this whole, what I like to deem, Polgate. Polgate. <laughs> wow. Hashtag Polgate. I think you have to put gate at the end of some contract. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we can't stop it anymore. Yeah, everything's yeah. a fucking gate. Everything's a gate. But uh, Polgate, uh, for those that just make sure everybody knows if you've been living under a rock, uh, one of the biggest things that has been happening, uh, people have been talking about the Super Bowl uh, halftime show where J-Lo and Shakira, they, they put on... You know, their regular standard concert. What you would expect from J-Lo or Shakira. There were no surprises there. This wasn't a first-timer or anything. Yeah, it wasn't like like Sinatra Connor just walked across the stage, tore a picture of the Pope up. Uh, (laughs) I'm glad they found her when she disappeared a couple (laughs) of years ago. Wasn't she just like down the street after a bike ride or something? I mean, would you recognize her? Like, everybody was just freaking out. Right, Sinead disappeared. Yeah, but, but you know, we freaked out over nothing, I feel like. You know, I mean, but, I, but here's the thing. I'm going to take a devil's advocate thing. I'm going to take a devil's advocate. I'm going to ask John a question. Real okay. Fast. Okay, because right. the biggest concern, because I even knew it immediately as it was happening. I went yeah. to Twitter to see if... I saw the complaints. In I, real time, you watched the you yeah. watched the explosion get larger. I knew people were going to get pissed at that. <laughs> just just watching the counter tick up constantly. So the, people complain that this is a family event. My kid is here, and I'm watching some. I'm watching ass shake on the TV. Yes. Now you have a kid. I do. She's okay. eight. You're watching it with her, right? Yeah. She would, would never you, watch a football game. Well, let's say she's next to you as a parent. As a parent. Sure. How are you reacting? I honestly wouldn't have reacted it at all. <laughs> we would have just sat there and watched it. I mean, it's not a big deal. I don't. I it okay. really isn't. So and yeah, because that, that's a, it's a form of dance. It's a form of culture. Yeah, and to me, it's it's costuming. Yeah. It, okay. I'm I'm not gonna deny that it's not sexualized, but. Let's be honest, this isn't the first time either of these two artists have performed in this type of costuming, nor is this the first time any performance of this nature has not only happened in public, but also in previous Super Bowls. So, literally, there's nothing new or surprising about this halftime show, yet... Like, all of these mom groups and all the ultra-religious people are talking about how disrespectful it was, and I had kids. There was one There was one post that I saw from some woman that was going around Facebook where yeah. she was like, my 13-year-old son was so traumatized, he ran up to his room. Yeah, he and did. then there's like 50,000 comments, and every single comment is like, yeah, we know why he went up there, or how long was he? There, did you check on him a half hour yeah. later? Does he have a TV in his room? Like, it was fantastic. Totally blew this woman's crap right out of the water. So, it was having a earthquake. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, for me, it was literally a non issue. I didn't even give it a thought. And me neither. for that moment in my head, I didn't think it was going to blow up online. But to what Jesse was talking about, after about, you know, Three seconds or so, it started to sink in like, oh, I'll bet some people are going to be complaining about this. <laughs> but I honestly didn't think it was going to be numero uno complaint, oh, United States, as it turned out to be. So It, it was the poll. Now, now Vance, how do you feel about the, the, the showing of a poll for a Super Bowl? Like a Festivus poll? Uh, like, honestly, for the rest of us? Honestly, I didn't really notice any of this until the next day because, yeah. like most reasonable people, I don't fucking watch the halftime show. <laughs> it's, 
it's the one goddamn time I can go and take a shit and relax because I, I, want, I want to watch every single commercial because something's, you know, there's going to be a trailer or some kind of things. There's something true. really clever. So that's really the only time I have to do anything. And nine times out of ten, it's, it's this lip-synced version of a show. Why do I, I give agree. a fuck? I mean, I mean... Has there been an artist recently that you're like, man, I really got to see that artist who I haven't seen a million times over already? I thought we were going to be getting beyond this kind of thing, but yes, everyone's got to be outraged. Sure. But, the, but the number two, because you mentioned the numero uno outrage here. I'm going to go with numero dos outrage, which was people were like, can you believe the anti-American sentiment about it? Because of oh, the yeah. Puerto Rican flag. I, I know not everyone. I heard saw- about this. I know not everyone saw West Side Story, but uh, people, if you don't know, Puerto Rico is part of the United States. It's a territory, and it's a very dear part of the United States, and uh, it's not disrespectful to the soldiers in any goddamn fucking way. So just relax, people. Mm. Get a map out. Get a map out. Look for Google Maps. Click the United States, all right? And you're going to see every little territory that we have overseas and you know, little Puerto Rico is not that far off. Well, right speaking of maps, maybe we should just go ahead and clarify that we should congratulate Kansas City, Missouri oh, on yeah. their Super Bowl win and not <laughs> Kansas City, Kansas. You know, it's... It, I actually... Sorry, not to cut you off. Yeah. I actually had somebody on the internet argue with me to tell me that first they doubled down on it was Kansas City, Kansas. Mm. Which is Kansas City, Kansas. After somebody posted a literal link... To Google Maps for them to see. <laughs> then they responded saying, well, both are correct. Mm. I mean, at that point, you just have to walk away from that conversation because clearly you, there, there's no getting through to someone that thinks both are correct. Hey, I'll tell you what. Look up the address of Arrowhead Stadium. Let me know what city it's in, and that should answer your question because... The city, there are two different cities with different mayors and different taxes. Mm-hmm. So the one on the address and the one in the state that they're from that, like, pay for them is where the team is out of. See, yeah. I got the initial chuckle out of that, but then I had the sad realization that that probably wasn't the stupidest fucking thing he had tweeted all well, week long. Yeah, and it was sure. only Sunday. Yeah, sure. You're right. You're right about that. But my comment, I don't wouldn't necessarily get down that road. It was more or less poking fun of the people that were doubling down on the incorrect information. Those are the same people that were complaining about the dancing and the costuming and the halftime show. These are the people that you're never going to win over. I feel like all they want to do is watch Veggie Tales and Hallmark Channel. And if we have that, then that's good, wholesome family entertainment. As long as the Hallmark movie that about not about rape. And then it's okay. Well, no, it can be okay because they, they there there will just be some forgiveness in the end, and we'll just forget about Bobby it. Bobby has to leave the, the room, though. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, this, the parents don't right, right. He can go. He is Brandon. Yeah. Yes. So you know, I mean, that's that's really it for me. Is I didn't see it was a big deal. I don't understand the outrage. I think there's far more important things to be outraged about to worry about your kids having a negative experience than watching a couple dancers on the halftime show. I think it's just the joy of immediate gratification in this era of outrage. And like, hey, I can put this outrage out here and then everyone's going to react to it. And the worse you get with it, the more people are going to react. So, Jess, what what was the best comment that you saw about the selective outrage that also conveniently doesn't mention any shirtless males dancing around as well but damn those female entertainers 
Well, I, I, it's not even the comment, but the comment that came after this comment. So let me explain. Okay, so, okay. So I was like, how dare they put a strip hole on there? My kid, my child. My child. Yelled out, Mom, look, there's a strip hole. <laughs> and then the comment that came after oh, goes, hey, how'd your kid know it was called a strip hole? That's exactly uh, what I was thinking. <laughs> So it's like now did the mom re-comment to that? No, uh, no of course she shut not. down. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, of course the point not. is, it's like look, we live in a generation where Netflix has a lot of hardcore nude scenes that you could sure. pretty much you know uh, slam the salami to, or you could go slam the salami. Yes, or okay. mm. or you can go onto your little smartphone, aka your little porn device that can make right. phone calls, <laughs> and you can friggin' jack the beanstalk. Point is, there's a lot of things that. We can find that are very close to us. And actually, that is all the time that we have right now for this segment. That's our final segment for the show. Uh, first off, I want to say thank you to everybody for listening on uh, to our inaugural show. And obviously, we're going to learn. We're going to figure things out. Our groove isn't going to get stronger. And you're going to be there. You're going to be che- You're going to be like that, that person that shows up to all the little league games and goes, you guys got heart. I like it. <laughs> guys, and then it's like, and then that, that creepy guy that shows up. Yeah, that creepy guy from the war giving everyone advice. It's like, what's with the wingless fan? And that's when you run. You got to get out of there because that creepy I guy was... is not there for you. Well, he's there for you, but not like that. But point is... That we're learning, we're growing, we're loving. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, is there anything you two gentlemen want to plug before we get out of here? I got nothing right now. Uh, check out my friend Chad Jones eighty six on Instagram. She's a great local rapper. Check out my website at www.jessepimpinello.com. You can find all my shows, videos, everything. If you want to find me, if you want to stalk me, this is the ultimate website to stalk me. <laughs> like I will make you lazy as a stalker. GPS coordinates <laughs> at all times. Went ahead and provided that proactively. Like literally, stalkers can literally buy a hammock and sit back for a little bit, knowing that I'm always feeding them information about where I'm at. But yes, jessepimpinello.com. Check it out. And like I said, there'll be a link to this podcast I'm going to be putting up there uh, for future shows. And make sure you keep listening. We love you guys. That's all for now. My name's been Jesse Pimpinella. John Jacobs. Vance Daniels. And you've been sitting at the Grown Ups Table. Take it easy. Have a good night.